Oh my, my, my. Here we go. Episode 11. You are on the bench with Beeks. I am your humble host, Cody Beekman. I am joined, as always, by Ross at a loss, Mormeyer. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you guys doing? And Keats, one-hander, Zanders. What's going on, Keats? Hello, everyone. Today, we are also joined by Aaron Shields. Aaron, say what's up, bud. What's going on, podcast fam? What is going on, boys? Oh, uh, just hanging out. How's how's the week been, gentlemen? Oh, who wants to go first? I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> I have, uh, I mean... For me, uh, per se, I mean, I, it's been good, um, you know, obviously with our current situation, but uh, got a new job, got a new job title, a new company. It's been great. Um, just started Monday. Um, a lot of good positives. I mean, I've been given an opportunity and, uh, you know, we make the most of it, especially with what's going on. No more sling and wing. No, no more, no more wingies, boys. No, no wingies. There we go. <laughs> no, no wing slinging anymore for Aaron. Congratulations. Yes, yes, sir. There you go. Oh yeah. Clap, 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 clap. clap. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget though. I mean, uh, it was, you know, it, it's been a long time coming because, like, obviously, like it's the whole. I mean, there's. Let's not forget. There's many people out there that are unemployed, and my heart goes out to their families and and their kids, and uh, and they get a to get a. Uh, situation that arose and oh nice, for sure a nice little uh you know bump diddy bump bump you know i'll take it oh, yeah. Oreo. <laughs> oh hell yeah what well, about, sweet what about you two keats ross what's going on man oh, i'll let you shoot from the hip there keats well i mean i'm a same old for me man uh work every single day work 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 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no uh, no it's everything's been great man uh happy like i said stoked for this warm weather coming i know you're we talked about it earlier, Cody. You're like, ah, these 80 degrees weather. Oh, I'm sweating my fucking balls <laughs> off, man. Holy crap, man. I'm enjoying it, man. It's, it's been nice. ball soup. Yeah. Well, you'd be like, what is it, Keats over here? The Latvian Rihanna or something like that. The Latvian Rihanna? He's just work, 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 work. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> you know? But... <laughs> we'll, make, we'll, make a, we'll make a meme out of that one. Hey? Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no i yeah blasted my final right out of the park and everything else so it's been a good week for me sweet hell uh, yeah claps. dad where's the horn man we need the horn for a oh, bunch yeah, of these it's it's too far right you, now <laughs> yeah get the get the horn we haven't we haven't used the horn well god man we've had some great guests over oh absolutely uh, you know the last two episodes oh, there it is there's the horn, the horn. <laughs> <laughs> there's the horn oh uh, well so i mean we've got a we've actually got a good epi lined up here i mean uh this week uh, we've heard some interesting details coming up come out about a uh 2014 playoff of the nhl uh we've also got uh for your listening pleasure i know uh, a couple people would be stoked that the hockey day in history is backed and now we're gonna we're gonna go through our five all-time favorite demon so let's do it uh hockey day in history boys who wants to go first well let's see do you want to go first cody oh i will absolutely go first right. and obvious and as per usual i've got a bit of trivia at the end of this That's so obviously Oh, this is so exciting! I, I love it every time. Maybe I'll, I'll give her a shot. How about that? He, he right. enjoys every moment of every oh, moment it. of it because he knows <laughs> we're uh, probably not gonna get it. So. Yeah, that's well, why I love doing it. We give him some stuff too, and he's just like over here, just skeet shooting. Basically, he's just like, boom! There's the first bird. Push, 
just like fish in a barrel, boys. Oh, yeah. Fish in a barrel. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it. Buddy. Yeah, of course, but <laughs> well, you that's got what I'm here for. All right. So May twentieth, nineteen seventy nine, Winnipeg beat Edmonton seven to three in the final game of the WHA playoff championship series for the Avco Cup. Now, who was the last player in WHA history to score a goal? Stumped me already. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> five, I am no Five idea. seconds in, stumped, buddy. Stumped. Dude, Winnipeg Jets, Edmonton Oilers. 1973. I, have to, I, uh, I wasn't even born yet. 1973. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at Ross right now because I know he like uh, he loves this guy. I know he does. And um, what is it? No, is it Demu? No, 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 wait, God, oh, God, no, no. I'm, yeah, I'm, we're talking WHA. That damn, was that was long that was before Timu. Yeah, 1979, man, that's like 20 years. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, no, tw- not 20 years. I, 20 I'm not years, now. I was gonna say. Woo. Oh yeah, Whoa. all right. I know hockey. I don't know fucking math. <laughs> Let's try that plus 20, buddy. Da na 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 da na na. I have no idea. I'm not even gonna try because I'm not gonna make myself look like a fool. You boys get up. All right. It was Dave Samanko scored oh, the final goal in no WHA history. I yes. would have never thought. Yes. Two shits from the crazy Samanko. Yes, Dave Samanko. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. So there's uh there's mine now. Who wants to go next? There, boy. Uh, Keats looks like he's ready. Yeah, I got one. Um, since we're doing it within like the week that we're recording. Uh, yeah, we'll call we'll it hockey it. days in his hockey hockey week in this week or month. Uh, but hey, we're gonna go twenty years back. Oh, okay. May nineteenth, two thousand. Better than nineteen seventy-three, <laughs> to be exact. But now I gotta talk about goalies. Of for course. Usual. Uh, Patrick Waugh uh, tied an NHL record with his fifteenth career playoff shutout. Uh, that was actually set by Clint Benedict in the nineteen twenties. Uh, interesting fact about that as well is. Uh, Anyone remember Martin Skula? Of course. Oh, yeah. So, Old Skula. So back in those days, he was still a rookie, and he actually had two assists that uh, particular game with the Avalanche when they won two to nothing over uh, Dallas Stars in Game Three in the West Western Conference Finals. Beautiful. Nice. All right. Nice. nice. Well, that a boy Wah over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Patty over there. Oh, oh, big man, ups. he's he has so many cool. Wars. You know. Oh, you could yeah. you can talk about you could have a full episode on Patty. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, call back to our top five goaltenders. I think we all had Patty Waugh somewhere on our uh, oh, yeah. five list. We did, or as my grandpa Norm would call him, uh, good old Patty Roy. Patty Roy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys, I'm, I'm gonna assume all you boys had fucking Waugh within top three. Right? Maybe. Uh, yeah. he was top one for me. I know. Yeah. I know that. Um, I, I don't. I, uh, you had him like what? Uh, top three. I want to say two. Yeah. yeah, two or three, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, so he was three. he was up there. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, good I think, old. What, like, about, what about your wrestling? I think it there? was uh, it was uh, Durnan. Yeah, was my number one, and he was an old Canadian's goaltender. Just looking up his stats was just amazing. And well, just the stuff he did within well, the time within period, the seven that he seasons that he was here. But then also there was uh, Patty Wan, and I think I put Hashik as third. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So actually, prove one, us wrong. Go listen to that episode. One yeah. um, absolutely. One interesting <laughs> thing that popped in my head actually, it's kind of related to Wa, but uh, back when I was still lived in Europe and I played there. Um, my mom sent me 
uh, a package, uh, uh, and uh, in the package there was like this little teddy bear with an avalanche logo on it, <laughs> uh, with Patrick Wall in the back. It was like, I mean, uh, no one's gonna be able to see it, but I'll show you guys. It was like, yay big. It was <laughs> it fairly, was like, it was little. Oh, was for it? For you like, listeners out there, it was about seven or it eight. It was like inches. those makeshift beanie baby bears. Yeah, or whatever. it was yeah, like no, super little. No, I know little. exactly which ones that you're. Talking I could just about. see. So, I could just see little baby Kate sleeping with that every single night. I'll tell you what I did with it. It was my good luck charm. I brought it to every single game, and oh, I that's it cool. sat on top of my net. No, it, no way. I swear to God, you can ask my dad. Are you? I brought it with me to every game. Giannis, I'm going to ask you. I'm it gonna, sat yeah. on the top of my net at every game. Really? We're, def- oh. yeah. we're definitely going to. I will personally ask Giannis about that. Oh, hilar- totally. What was hilarious oh, about that, too, about was this. like my teammates were making fun of me. You know, fucking baby. <laughs> Typical stuff. But then, you know, they got used to it. And then there was one one game or whatever I forgot him. I left him in the locker room or was whatever. Was that the 62-0 to zero game? No, 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 no. <laughs> that, was, that was way when I had him. That was, like, that was like the second season or maybe even oh, third. Okay. I can't remember. It was uh, way after that. Um, but I remember, you know, the, the teammates were making fun of me and stuff and, uh, but I kept doing it regardless. And, uh, one, one game, I just, I don't know, one thing led to another, I suppose. And I, I just forgot him in the locker room. And one of the teammates like, where's the bear? Like freaking the fuck out. Where is the bear? And they actually went back to the locker room to get it to make sure it's on top of the like, Okay, so you're giving me crap for this, and now you're, like, freaking out that I don't have it. Because it was, okay. like, a tradition yeah, at no, that well, point. It well, was like, absolutely. oh, well, we have to have it, you know. Even yeah, they, totally. they weren't really approving of it, I guess. Because it was just like, oh, you fucking pussy. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, like, yeah. putting teddy bears on top of your net. But see, yeah. see people, Aaron Shields is a goalie, too. And uh, do you ever have any uh, TY beanies or any uh, beanie babies on, on your on the top of your net? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, but, I mean, I, I mean, as of, like, last year and, you know, the past six years in the M-Dub, I mean, I, I just had this one superstition that I had to have um, a Pellegrini, so sparkling water. Oh, um, oh, Pellegrino, yeah, you, Pellegrinos, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, it literally was just a ritual. I would, I would basically have one with a with a decent dinner, a little carbo, a little pasta, and all that. Oh, absolutely. Um, but every single time, I think there's been at least maybe on one hand three or four times that I didn't have one, we just got shelled. Oh yeah. I I remember one vague game. I'll make it very short. Played against San Diego in San Diego. I was playing for Utah at the time. Didn't have a Pellegrino. Didn't have pasta. And we got shelled like like nine nine to zero or nine to one, I think. Oh, my it God. Was, it was brutal. It's probably the one of the worst games I've had in the league. Where you um, don't even but then wanna. after that, I was after that I was back to the public. It's just like stable, like no matter fucking what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, and, and even then, like even now, after like you know hockey, and I, I obviously I do local beer league and all that. Um, I you know obviously I have some beers, but there's some games where if I have a Pellegrino, I just I just feel good. I, mean, I don't know what it is. I yeah. Just, Look good, feel good, and, you know, you got some Pellegrino in you. Oh, yeah, you got the bubbly, so you got the bubbly, I don't know, I mean, and like, like I said, I mean, this is this is just all personal, but, like, every, every single player, whether you're a goalie, uh, you're a defenseman, you're a forward, I mean, whatever, we all have our, like, so, we all have our certain thing, but that's what made me, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm ready to go. So oh, when yeah. I, you you know the dudes, Aaron, because you used to play with them as well, uh, Brew Crew, yeah. uh, one of the beer leaguer Brew teams. Boys, yeah. 
Um, so when I first started with those boys, uh, before every game, I used to go up to the pro shop at the promenade and I would get, because they used to sell kickstarts oh, yep. and I would grab the one Mountain of them. ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to grab one of them guys before a game, just like, well, cause and it wasn't mainly, it was just because like over coffee or whatever, I like preferred something fruity, I suppose, instead of like a hot thing of coffee. Cause some of those games are like freaking 11:30 at night well see coffee makes me piss like a racehorse so i could have never had a coffee before a game but i used to so yeah so but i used to get those and, and it was it was honestly mainly get like i guess like well, go and like little little caffeine yeah, you know punk, whatever yeah, little punk goblins, yeah. but some of the dudes were like holy shit like can you go a game without one of them kickstarts like and then <laughs> something is like, i can't believe your heart's still freaking working like you haven't got a heart attack I was like, like, yeah, dude. It's like a 300 over like 80. Like, right, yeah. I was like, <laughs> and, and these are and these are all like, you know, I was uh, the, the youngest dude in the locker room. You know the team. They're all like 40 up, like all, older people. They're all beauty, like, though. No, they're guys. great dudes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, nothing I mean, but respect for them. Yeah, but, uh, if, if. <laughs> but they, you know, they're just like, oh, I can't believe you haven't gotten a heart attack. And I was like, it comes from you, dude. <laughs> You specifically, you're you're you. the ones you're the one giving them to me. So. Right. He's like, hey, Keats is like, hey, buddy, thanks for the D. That three, I know, yeah, you gave me that heart attack, all right? Yeah, for real. That's that's where I'm actually gonna have a heart attack, not from the fucking kickstarts. Exactly. Right. But I mean, uh, hey, uh, hockey people, there's they're, they're uh, they got superstitions out the wazoo. I mean, uh, even me, I, I I had to put all of my gear on left to right. Even I'd even put my left leg into my jock first left leg first with the skates tie it right leg with the skates tie it left shin pad with this every single thing i had to go left to right so i mean we're a superstitious bunch that's for sure oh yeah i think at some level if you've played minors juniors uh pro semi-pro i mean even like your beer league beauty your veteran guy each single hockey player has just their either superstition or they just have their pregame ritual. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and then of course you you know talk to me and kids being goalies. I mean, they're like, God, you guys are just out of your mind. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, I mean, you're, like <laughs> you're stepping into like uh, two uh, two like what uh, two inches of just vulcanized rubber coming at your head just as fast as possible. You gotta. There's something wrong with you guys, but you know what? The problem I, I, is, I love you guys for it. We, we might have gotten too many in the dome. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I mean, to even, <laughs> to even begin. Oh my, we've gotten so far off the track. I think. Right. I think Ross. I think you have a hockey days. I do. No, no, but, no. but damn. I, I, but honestly, I like. I get it. We went off track and whatnot. But I, those. These are some of my favorite conversations. Oh, they're the greatest. Where I mean. you know, it's just like you talk about something, and it just like oh, it just becomes rap. this fun memory. Type of conversation, oh, which sure. I'm sure a lot of I'm, listeners can relate as oh, well. Oh, absolutely! I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty damn yeah. sure we can literally just go on for an hour, but we won't. So yeah, yeah. well, well, we, <laughs> we, I, we apparently we've prepared more things to talk about, so I guess we'll <laughs> eventually get to that. So Ross, what's your hockey days in history? Well, um, mine comes from May 19th of 1974. So, 74. Well, yeah, good old 74. You're, it one was, year off, you're one year off from Beak, so. <laughs> yeah, just one year off. But um, Philadelphia became the first modern expansion team to win the Stanley Cup, beating the Boston Bruins 1-0 in Game 6. So, and that also, uh, what is it, uh, Bernie Perron mm-hmm. had won the Conn Smythe Trophy in his second career playoff shutout, too. 
That's that was that was one crazy team, you know. I mean, you oh, got, you God. got Robbie Leach, Bobby Clark, you got uh, Schultzy, uh, Dave Schultz. I mean, it's like and now and uh, obviously, if you guys are uh, you know really into hockey, you know that was the Broad Street bully area where they just beat the living crap out Absolutely. of other teams. They were so scared of <laughs> like that Flyers team, like Schultz. They had like dummies. Of him, like in nooses, oh yeah, absolutely. Off of hockey sticks in the actual stand. Oh yeah, it's you saw every, that, and it wasn't just like one like rival no, team. It was basically it was everywhere. everywhere he they, went. He was the he most was public hated, enemy number one yeah, for sure. Most hated man in like seventy four, seventy five, probably. I mean, and even then on. <laughs> and you you could just never forget about a, t- a team like that. That's in. Uh, I mean, and uh, I would I would expect nothing less for that to be the first expansion team to win a cup. Oh yeah. No, not at all. All right, boys. Well, that that was actually some uh pretty great hockey day in history. So, uh we're going to move on to a little bit of news coming out of a couple different facets of the NHL sphere. Um the NHL is actually kind of looking uh very uh very closely at a 24 team playoff format once uh this whole uh, let's call it bullshit. Gets done with, and they're looking. They're shots aren't. fired. Well, I mean, uh, uh, well, it's it's like <laughs> oh, they're a little late. That's a little late. <laughs> like, I couldn't I'll, find the button. I'll take it. I'll take it. But uh, that is kind of late. So yeah, uh, the, so the NHL has come out from multiple sources that uh, the uh, the NHL is looking at a twenty four team playoff format where uh, you're going to have the first. Uh, the first series played by the four bubble teams in each yeah. division. All the like, yeah, not what, yeah. It's, it's, it's let me ask: Is Detroit in that? In that four game oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah the, you know they're scratching. <laughs> they yeah. like they were they were getting there. I don't think they're they were coming they're, back. They were totally coming but back. But honestly, the only team that's been good at social distancing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. Sweet. Uh, where'd you get that meme from, bud? <laughs> I saw it the other day, no, but, but on, on it's a, true. On, so, a, on a serious note, though, I, I, I'm, I, I, I haven't seen the stats, but I mean, Detroit's what? Uh, still 20. I mean, they're not going to make it, I don't think. Oh, dude, they're even worse than the Colorado Avalanche record, what, like four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like 26 and that, and, wins or something. And, they're so low. And the Avs were historically the worst, and I think the, oh, the Red Wings yeah, the, the yeah. have done a very good job even, of continuing that. I don't even that. think the Avalanche broke 35 points. <laughs> Oh, they no. the forty two actually. Yeah. Oh, did they forty two? I think I think I think it is. Yeah, at the end of the season. So, and they actually started winning some games at the end there. Yeah, but I mean that's an, that's for another day. It's not how you started, boys. It's how you finished. Yeah, look at us now. Yeah, huh? but unfortunately, <laughs> if we're gonna go cliches, they don't ask how; they ask how many, and yeah. we did not have a lot. No, <laughs> we didn't. He's like, hey, watch. Beer. But in all reality, right, though, yeah. man, like every 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 team goes through that. Oh, absolutely. Every team's gonna go through the same yeah. shit, I, I regardless. Mean, I think. Let me let me add on to that. I mean, look at Ottawa. I mean, they're they're they're. I mean, Ottawa is you know they're not the best, but I think right now Ottawa is going through that that growing pain that the Avalanche did. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, now look at them. I mean, they're you know winning games against good teams. Yeah. And there's yeah. obviously there's there's some games where. Um, you know they're losing games to horrible teams. Like I think they lost to Detroit. Yeah. Times. Oh yeah. And it's like okay, boys, let's let's rally around everybody. And when it comes to, like the worst team in the league, we have to win those games. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's no excuse about it. Yeah. As the worst team in the league, and 
I mean, I'm not trying to call it Detroit or anything, but it's by stats. It's by points against, points for, goals against, goals for. I mean, it's, you know, if you're losing to the worst team, hey, let's let's step up our yeah. ante here and let's, let's you know, let's get down to, to the nitty-gritty and let's work hard. Well, know? let's find something here. We got we to gotta grab, for, uh, grab for something and not make this season a complete exactly. waste, you know. And, I mean, I think Ottawa, just like you said, has actually done that, actually. Uh, they, um, I mean – they were, I mean, at the beginning of the season, uh, like maybe one third of the way through, that you 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 hear these analysts. They were playing really well. You hear these analysts like, "Is Ottawa a dark horse for the playoffs this year?" And I mean, right. I, I, we see we if, see where they've gone now. If we but, didn't have a short season, I firmly believe one hundred percent that Ottawa would have been the dark horse. They would have been coming in. Oh. They would they would had the last quarter of the season. And they would have crushed everybody. You got to think about this though. They uh, they were fighting with uh, New York, and they were scrapping really hard. True, yeah. but I think with the experience, like with the like just the the young, hungry experience that Ottawa has right now, I think they would have crushed New York. I think it would have made for interesting. Uh, for interesting uh right down to the in, end of the season i think yeah with those two i mean and you even look at the eastern conference i mean there were still some good teams that were even going to miss the playoffs oh, right? yeah. oh yeah you know that had like just as many points as maybe a uh western conference right uh yeah. team that was actually pretty much firmly planted in the playoffs at that point well, if i'm if i'm not wrong wasn't dallas struggling too Dallas was struggling at the end of the season. They were uh, well, no, they were at, struggling like a month at the beginning the of the season. Ended. Yeah, oh, and, and, and yeah, and at they the were beginning fall- as well. Because yeah. yeah, they were right. They're zero and eight or zero nine. Yeah, something like Jesus yeah. Oh god. god. And you know, I, I, and yeah, because they were like they were neck and neck with Colorado for a really long time, and then yeah, yeah, a good uh, month there, yeah. right, uh, right there, just before the shutdown, uh, they they just uh, you know they kind of just started falling back. I mean, uh, Winnipeg was almost nipping at their heels, and Winnipeg was really far back too. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it, uh, for a while it was ba- mainly the Pacific di- division that was taking over the wild card. Absolutely. And then here comes Nashville and Winnipeg, and yeah, they were nipping at Dallas's heels. So I guess uh, so. What leads me to this is that uh, these fringe teams, like the uh, the wild card teams for this twenty four playoff format, the wild card teams and the teams that are right behind them in the standings, they would play a series to see who goes on to the uh, regular uh, playoff format. So so what are they? So I was actually curious. So they're doing the best out of three, or best out of five series. Or? They're doing a best out of three for the bubble teams. So it's okay, going to be like gotcha. teams like Chicago. Like it, those teams that have been like so the decent, bottom four, but bottom they're four. yeah, it's gotcha. like all those guys that shouldn't even be in it, right. but they somehow are in well, it. Oh well, no, they're, they're it's just bubble teams. It's like uh, the two wild card teams and the two the two teams that are behind them yeah. in the standings in yeah. each division. So. Gotcha. But gotcha. yeah, that's yeah. basically it. And then they have basically like the Avs and like all those top teams that the already Mavs have. Are, Mavs are second best, baby. It yeah, sucks, but hey, we're out there now, boys. Well, and they not have, the worst anymore. Well, and they have <laughs> them. Uh, they long have, time coming. Honestly, they them, yeah, they have them taking a, a series break basically until they face off. Well, yeah, you've got all the uh, like qualified teams basically waiting. So, like in the East, you're gonna get Carolina. Columbus, New York Islanders, and New York Rangers playing those first series. Merz Lincolns, how are you? Huh. Man, I know. <laughs> I know, I know probably everyone's listening to it. I'm, I'm pretty sure like some of our regulars have been listening She's to it. Like, probably oh, like, here goes shut again, the talking fuck about Elvis. Up. Holy shit! <laughs> but no, I'm just being a dead horse over here. <laughs> 
He's just a proud laugh. I'm just excited. No, but I'm just, honest to God, like, I'm just excited because, like, our uh, last, like, goalie for the Latvians that everyone was excited about was Arthur Zerbe. And that was so long ago. That was so long ago. Was that 2000, 2001? Oh God! I think, for I, think that, I think I think that was yeah. 2000, 2001 season. I think, yeah, but I'm just, think but I'm just saying, season, yeah. you know, like that was like our guy, and now like well, he was this gonna... Ellis guy comes out of nowhere. He's fucking great, man. I I enjoy watching him. He he's, has a he's, unique style. He, has, he's a stud. you know, he's a stud. He's a cool dude. Yeah. I really respect him. I mean, you don't go five out of six games with a shutout, not be, five out uh, of eight. Be, five five, five out of eight shutouts in eight games. Yeah, yeah. that's what. Yeah, that's, that's right. What, yeah, that's yeah. what it ended up being. Uh, I mean, dude, if you're, I mean, if you're having fun in the show and yeah. you're, you're getting five shutouts, that's unreal numbers. That's but nuts. yeah, if you're having fun in the show, who gives a shit, dude? But I think, I, I think, I <laughs> well, think, that's a, I think if you want a payday, you're gonna get well, a bit no, of a shit. No, I'm just saying, you're just having a good time. Oh yeah. You don't yeah. try to pay attention to that. It's like a smoker trying to quit the days like that. You're, oh, I've gone this many days. I just think, a cigarette. I just think, I mean, what he made in his statement. Don't quote me on this, but he said, "I'm having fun playing hockey." I've got a good good group of guys around me, and we're just winning games. And when you have that kind of when you have that kind of mojo going on, and you got five shutouts and eight, and you just want to help your boys out, I mean, you can't you can't ask for anything better than just your best game. Oh yeah. And I think in that moment when he first started with with uh, Columbus, because Carpacello was out yeah. injured, and, and he then, went for that long and stretch. Had that, had that like. Uh, what twelve or fifteen game streak? Yeah, just, dude, just crushing it. Just yeah, crushing like just you know, like nobody's business. Yeah. Another thing that was, I mean, uh, that was exciting for me was also like, and not, not only like obviously was like, holy shit, Ellis is killing it. Like we knew he could, you know. But there, but 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 the best part was like, fuck, he has another Latvian guy backing him up right now on the bench. True. It's like yeah. this is like this is like history. Yeah, everybody for Latvians. Everybody in Latvia. You know, this doesn't like, this doesn't happen, boys. Kids is gonna be wearing that flag to bed every single night now. Yeah, <laughs> everybody in Latvia is just watching Columbus Blue Jackets right, games like exactly. crazy. So yeah, I mean, and so yeah, uh, you have Columbus, and then got, who else was it? It was Columbus, and you got uh, uh, Carolina and uh, New York and New York. Yeah, the Islanders and the Rangers, and then you've got uh, you've got uh, on the west on the west coast you've got Nashville, Minnesota, Columbus, and uh, there was a Columbus isn't in the west coast. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. It's just, so it was Winnipeg, Nashville, Vancouver, and Minnesota would be playing for spots in the actual tournament. Okay. Lay so, off the booze, Beekman. Oh, bud, that's what keeps Play me going. Off the vape I think stews. honestly, I think honestly, like, uh, I mean, if you, I mean, if you look at Nashville, honestly, they were before the season ended, a month before it ended, they were struggling. Oh, they yeah. couldn't win a division game, non-division they games. They couldn't pay the refs to fucking win, dude. Dude, they were honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. I, and like I said, I follow the show. Like you guys follow it. But they could not win a division in non-division games. They were barely, barely winning games. By, oh, I like, mean, by like a goal or like a last-minute goal. I mean, it just they were. It just seemed like like every single time that a non-division game that they played, they were just like, okay, no stress, no pressure. Yeah, let's go out, and then they were barely getting by. And then a division game, like us beating them nine to three. Yeah, and and they're just like, oh my 
fucking god, and we can't we'll, do it. And let's be honest, like uh, Colorado Avalanche fans are not uh, are completely aware of this. We struggle yeah, against back Nashville then, all oh, the yeah. time, all the, especially at home in the playoffs. Yeah, at their well, place, at their building. Yeah, oh, we couldn't win one game. You're right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, when we're dude. A couple of years ago, a year ago, or even what was it? Yeah, a couple of years ago in the playoffs, the Avalanche could not win one one game in Bridgestone Arena. No, absolutely. Even if not. they even if they paid everybody, right? Wait, was yeah. that they after? Struggled. Was that after Cody Mack got uh, traded? That, that was the same season. That was same the same season. Same yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, I, mean, uh, I don't know what it was, but I mean. I'm, I'm glad. Long story short, I'm glad that the Avs turned it around. And like well, I said, I think Nashville, if they get their you know shit together like Ottawa has, um, you know maybe they can actually you know Pekka Rene, you know. I was saying, Pekka was working. Hey, trust me. Put it this way: I love Pekka. He's the man for Nashville and goalie to goalie. I love him, but you know his, I, days, his days are numbered. And sure. yeah. I, but I, but I, you know what you need when your Pekka doesn't work, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow. Anyways, I've you know I I've well I think we've all been able to watch Pekka a long time. Oh yeah, he's not a playoff goaltender. No, he's nah. not a playoff he goaltender. He was, he was when he was young. He was. Yeah, and, uh, and he knows how to score goals. That's true. Ooh. Yeah, that is true. That is put very it, true. Put that one in Chicago. How are you? Yeah. How are you now? <laughs> hey, uh, guys, one thing that I also want to talk about, I mean, we're talking about, like, what this playoffs is going to look like and all that, but I kind of want to talk about all these restrictions that they're talking about. Yeah, throw it down, It's buddy. not. It's not, like, implementing, like, this is, yeah, this is how we're going to do it. It was just a doctor's um, recommend, recommendation. Pretty much, but uh, one, one thing, like, I I, I, I don't even remember the details. I read a little bit of it, and I got a little heated, and I'll tell you why. Well, for <laughs> were, so So they were talking about, like, uh, full face masks on all players, uh, essentially no spitting. On the ice or anywhere around, no fighting. Uh, no fighting. So no, no like physical. Contact. Like if you can, if if you exactly if you can avoid any sort of physical contact, like not a well, man. Yeah, not a thank, fan yeah. So good this job, is all, MMA. Good job, MMA. Good well, job. Well, this is okay. Well, well yeah. this is where I'm getting at. <laughs> this is where he's going with this it. This is where I'm going with it. Um, you know, this first of all, this almost sounds like a beer league game to me. You know what I mean? Like, I ah, know nobody checking, but if you bump into each other, like, oh, you know, shit happens. Two minute rough. But well, here's, but yeah. here's my thing, and 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 I want to get your guys's opinion on it, and and uh, I would love to hear from other people, maybe that are listening as well. So, uh, what is it? Two weeks ago, UFC two forty nine yeah. launched. So, so the first first um, sporting, event. sporting event that we've seen in months. Isn't Everyone's that, excited. Wasn't that in Vegas? I, I don't know where it was, honestly. Either that or on quote-unquote Dana White's private island. Here's the thing. That's fucking before, sweet. Before, well, before I say... That's what his idea was for just to take the UFC yeah. to an actual private yeah, island. Yeah, we talked that about that. Yeah, Let's get so. here, boys. Before, before I say like what I'm saying is like I, I want to make this sure and let everyone know I am honestly a huge UFC fan. I've mm-hmm. watched UFC... I watch all the fights. I'm into it. I'm all about the sport. So I have nothing against them as, as you know, a sports organization, whatever you want to call them. But here's my beef. So here's the NHL. 
talking about like we need to implement all these safety precautions, you know, these face masks, no spitting, this and that. Now UFC 249 comes out and there's literally dudes hugging each other, sweating each other, bleeding on each other. Absolutely. And that's completely okay. Yeah. No issues. I get it. So they have like the announcers like Joe Rogan, for example. He's six feet away from his buddy that he comments with and so forth. And like everyone keeps their distance. And, but, but, but yet at the same time, you still have these two fighters literally hugging each other. And a like I said, literally like probably spitting each other's faces, <laughs> not knowingly, you know, like blood and shit. But that's okay. Yeah. But hey, in the NHL... You better have a fucking face mask on and, and you know, and a face shield and you better not spit or don't even breathe, you yeah. know, when you're skating by a dude. You can't even do farmer blows or anything. And you can't even do after skirmish, like, you know, scuffles or so, anything. So anyways, like, not not to go in this huge, like, debate or anything, but, like, first things first, I want to get your guys' opinion on it. And, uh... And then just trying to like maybe understand and maybe may, maybe I'm not seeing something that other people are, but it's like I is it is it because you is it they're doing this because you know you have uh, a 15 to 20 people um, crew sitting on the same bench super close to each other. I get it, I get it, I get it. Are we, are, are, is that why? Like, is this like a waiver thing that needs to be signed? Like, what's the deal here? I'm trying to understand why why the NHL has to, you know, apply all these rules, but then, you know, someone as UFC, and again, I'm not picking on UFC, but the only reason I'm mentioning them is because they're the only sport that's been doing shit ever since this whole situation has right. been going on. Right. So well, like, like Biggs and, and Ross, cause I, I got a pretty good explanation. But I know, I know so Ross is chomping at the bit for this one. <laughs> what? Oh, that, yeah, no, it's just, it's terrible. Cause they, you can't even have after skirmish, like scuffles or like, you know, any of that. You can't even line. you have to line up. Like, yeah. I think it said two feet apart at yeah. the face. What are you going to do? Line up in two rows or one in whatever, doing the national anthem or whatever the hell. Hey, Beaks, they want two pucks while they're at it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're coming off on like, you know, where the Zamboni comes in and then where the bench comes in for both teams, you know, they all come, they, they all come out of the tunnel about six, six feet, feet apart. apart. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just, yeah. what are you going to do? Have bubble suits and stuff like that for them coming out. You, you get what I'm saying? It, just to like, it's just ridiculous. It, yeah. It, it is. Uh, I mean, obviously these are only recommendations. Thank God. Yeah. And if, if the NHL acts upon it, like, I don't know why they would, because it literally okay. takes the entire uh, spirit and game out of hockey. Yeah. You know, hockey is close, close contact, like very rough, very, very close to each other in at almost every aspect of the game. So, like these recommendations are, it's it's basically a farce. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, yeah. I um, and and I I like what Keith said is that um, there are more people that you have to worry about rather than just like two or three guys at a time. And um, but I mean. And obviously, uh, the NHL has been saying that yet yeah, there will be tests. And from what I've heard is that if uh, if someone does contract COVID, um, they're just going to treat it like you know they they uh, they got a uh, you know they're on the IR or whatever, and they yeah. they're going to separate them from the team. Yeah. So I mean, 
at that point, these these recommendations are just like null and void at some point, you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, and you know, well, I'll add on to what Keats is saying. It's, I think, and I'll take it back to like to the tradition of the game itself, um, and out of the whole, you know, the pearl world itself, I think MLB and NHL want to keep it traditional, right? It's all oh, about, absolutely. It's all about what what was done hundreds of, or not hundreds, but you know, years and years, 30, 40, 50 plus years ago, right? And I feel like maybe. NHL should probably hold off and I hate to say it because I'm a, I'm a huge NHL guy right I think they should just void the season and then go back go back to you know 20, 20 what 2021 basically yeah. yeah and just start over right because I, I would honestly in my personal opinion I know where Keats has come from where you, how is it okay for UFC to do this and then you know yeah. it's not okay for the show to do this well I think Batman should just stick to tradition of game. Yeah. Right. Where you got the boys coming out of the tunnel, pregame warmups. You got fans, just, you know, fans, kids, parents, uh, you know, older folks that just love the game as much as we love it. And, you know, do pregames, have a, have a normal bench, um, not do, you know, the whole social. I mean, it's even if you think about it, if you try to wrap your head around having social distancing on the bench it is virtually impossible oh it's incredibly impossible it is so i mean there's you can't literally tell me that you're gonna have four lines on one bench under social distancing i mean uh, and, and at the same time I'm, I'm trying to get to the end of this and and i will but you can't just you can't physically have that and if you take right. that if you take that away and if you're gonna like end up saying i'm i'm just talking out of mass right now but if you say we'll have one line go in the locker room and then one line come back out and then just you know pull the old mystery Alaska dude, New York exactly, Ranger shit exactly yeah. And yeah it's it's literally it's impossible and yeah. so in my personal opinion I think maybe the NHL should just void the season I hate to say it and I don't want to say it but I have to but void the season come back fresh next year just like you know I mean just as if nothing happened well I will, I'll agree to that as long if these recommendations are actually implemented yeah these are still keep in mind these are still just recommendations, recommendations. Not, yeah no i, I hear you and but, it's not a requirement and no. hopefully batman can pull his head out of his ass and figure something out well you know uh, that's what? that's i just want to say this real quick yeah, yeah, and yeah i'm go probably ahead. gonna get shit on by all the people who listen to this probably by you guys too memes <laughs> i've actually uh um I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of what batman's been doing to try to get the uh the season back on track yeah, uh, I'm getting the, I'm getting two middle fingers by Shieldsy here. Uh, I'm getting two middle fingers by Morsey here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's on the fence. I mean, I mean he's doing some good stuff and trying to do it to where the players aren't exposed or anything like that. They're doing testing and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, at just, this rem- point, just remember, boys, we're a league that isn't soft. Yeah. But one, yeah. but one thing I want to mention too is, and I kind of want to agree with Cody is, and and and, and this might be just because like. Everything that I see on like my Facebook or whatever, just because like I'm in in the hockey world, like this these are the things that like clickbait essentially that pops up on my feed and stuff is like. But I but have you seen any other sports try as hard as Gary has? No, no. 
Like oh, even man. with the NBA, well, these the NBA is the ones that freaking started this. They like disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, no, what they, I'm saying. They're, they're off. They're, so they're out. They they're gone. And, and the MLB is thinking about closing down next season. So too. you gotta, you gotta, like Cody said, you gotta give a guy credit. Like, I it's unfortunate. I, it's a, it's a fucked up situation. Right. We all know it. But, I, but he's trying. He's trying to find some sort of a loophole right. to make this happen. I so don't think, I don't think NBA started it, but I think how, how, so exaggerated, it was, how exaggerated they started it, and how like. They like we're gonna shut down games in the middle of a game. That's a little too much. I mean, it's like oh, that's that's brilliant cinema, though. If I'm not incorrect or whatever you want to call it, I think it was Sacramento Kings and a team from Charlotte, I believe. Charlotte was the visitors, and Sacramento Kings were gonna play them, and they literally canceled the game about 15 minutes before tip off. If I'm if I'm correct. I, I literally I was watching that game because I was just flicking through TV and I was trying to figure out what's going on because Dallas was playing Denver and they basically were like we're gonna let this game continue because you guys are almost done it's in the third quarter basically yeah there were actually rumors of that one getting canceled yeah. and the uh, New York Rangers and, yeah, and, and Mark Cuban was like dude what the hell is going on and so as soon as they finished their game Sacramento and Charlotte canceled their game and all the fans were literally just sitting in the stands like what the hell is going on. Like, uh, did it, someone forget that we were playing a game today yeah, or there, what? All the, literally there was like on ESPN, there was, there was fans like sitting in the sands and they're like looking around, like what is going on? No one's on the court. There's no NBA officials. There's no one at the, at the, at the, uh, the score sheet. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're like dumbfounded. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot to think about. Not in, in, uh, we can't forget that like money is a huge part of this too. A, the NHL doesn't want to lose money off of this season. B, it's going to take a lot of money to get tested for everybody. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's, I mean, obviously, it's still up in the air. There, uh, from what I've heard, they're just still in just mad. Uh, the NHL play, uh, return to play committee is going all going all out. They're mad uh, appointments and stuff just talking about it. So I guess we'll see when it actually happens. But, I mean, um, there has also been a lot of states that have actually opened up for pro sports to be played in the uh, played again. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. uh, Colorado is looking at one, is looking to be one. California yep. is. Uh, Arizona, uh, Florida. Yeah, so, and I mean, um, I, I would assume... As more of these dominoes fall, we'll see more Canadian cities as well. Well, and they're they're also not to uh, interrupt you, Cody, but I'm just going to add on. They're considering eight to nine cities. Batman hasn't said anything. Yeah. But it's been eight to nine cities that he's been thinking about where they can host the actual Stanley Cup playoffs and just have that as like a main like. Well, just neutral sites, yeah, basically. Neutral sites, yeah, neutral basically. As long as they don't do what the Koreans did with, like, you know... It, it, did you see that article? Uh, oh, so, God. the Koreans? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The North Korean Or the, the South Koreans, they put uh, sex dolls in the stands. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yes. And it was just... As long Are as you sure that wasn't, like, a uh, Onion article like or something? Spoof. No, oh, yeah, yeah, it, Onion, yeah. No, it was, like, a legit, like, yeah. No way. Yeah. And even if it was a joke article, I could see him doing it. Because Taiwan's actually continued with all their sports stuff. They just don't have any fans. So, 
But yeah. Well, hey, another thing I want to mention, I am, I honestly, I just found out about that today, and I'm like, way behind the loop and stuff. I literally just found out today that AHL's canceled. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been canceled for at least a, uh, like a few weeks now. Two weeks at least. I, has it literally been that long? Yeah. Yeah. They canceled. Holy it, shit! Like, I'm really behind the loop. Sit down, um, Pete. Sit down. I'm kidding. <laughs> sorry, man. Work's getting the best of me, unfortunately. But hey, man. Like, we'll 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 be to catch up on that. Then we don't have to get in a no huge debate on that. But but it has to affect the NHL in some sort of way. Of course. I mean, if if one of your one of your guys in the NHL uh, gets injured, you're gonna need some of these guys in the AHL to be ready to go and come right. back up, you know? Maybe, well, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Uh, what, do what? you think they'd implement some sort of thing where, you know, um, you're going to have uh, these these AHL call-ups or prospects or whoever is, like, signed to a, a pro team as well, like, come and, you know, skate and just uh, chill, chill in the cities with all the teams and stuff and skate with everybody during practice? That's another thing that nobody's been talking about. Right. Because I, you know, I was literally going to kind of go the same story that, that, that you just said. It was like, yeah, it has to, like, make some sort of effect for the NHL. Because, like, yeah, like I said, kind of like the Avs or like Columbus, you know. Yeah. Like, you, you have a crap lot of people that get injured throughout the season, and you need – players to fill those spots who do you get them from yeah, you get yeah. them from the ahl yeah so that's you a know. really good point yeah and, and yeah nobody's been talking about that like what are you going to do with those guys right you know so those, you are, know. those are even more players that you have to test i mean i guess and like and like i i, I guess it, it, it doesn't matter like yeah they're canceled the players are still there and you you have your rights to pull them into the nhl but still you want them to be active and stuff. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I mean, every, well, I mean, at some point, maybe, you know, uh, with them maybe bringing in like a mini training camp, maybe you'll bring in some of those guys that would be replacements right. and skate with the team. Right. Cause last, uh, this, you know, last thing you want is an AHL or, you know, they got, uh, you know, hey, season's over. all oh, cool. And like he's doing keg stands. Yeah. You know, at his frat party or whatever, and uh, you know, and this is just an exaggeration, of course. But then the next day, you get a call from the Owls, Columbus, whoever, like, "Hey, we oh, need so you, dude." Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna come play in a high energy, you know, playoff game. So, uh, you know, get off those donuts, start uh, start running five a days. <laughs> you know, quit eating all the candy, right? right. Stop drinking the beer, and now it's time to start drinking the uh, life water. Well, I mean, that's a lot to chew on, boys. Yeah, I mean, we could, I uh, honestly, yeah, uh, we could probably talk about it for another we'll hour, for but another hour, just like the goalie talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> or well, just that's like the, the thing, just like the superstition talk. You just yeah. get into these conversations, man, and it's like, fuck, man, we could, we could talk. There's so, so many you got going on, Beaks. Well, we got a we we all plan to do a little uh, top five favorite defensemen, kind of like uh, the men in between the pipes episode. We all decided to. Uh, figure out who our top five favorite defensemen were and um i think it's going to be pretty goldy uh who wants to go first i'll 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 um i'll go with it man and uh before before we we go uh, you know at it or whatnot um want to take a break 
no, I don't want to take a break, man. Let's just get it done and over with, yeah. man. But um, hockey players don't take breaks. I I just what I, are intermissions, you dick? I just I just <laughs> one thing I want to make this clear is like these top five things. This is your idea, Cody, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's kind of Shots both fired. of our, like him and I talked about this on the side. It was like both of our ideas. So because it's well. If you well, do, it's hard. that's why I like it. I, it's hard. It's that. That's why I no. like it. Yeah, no, I it's just it. It, it's one of those things. Like it's it's. First of all, it's hard to like be like you're number five. Why, why is he number five? He should be like at least number two. Now we sound you know? like NHL Network. <laughs> it's hard. Like I I I pick people that I like remember. As like childhood yeah, exactly. or like something that oh, what do you think maybe I'm like doing? made an impact or whatever. So I mean, we, 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 we talked about the same thing with the goalie stuff. Yeah, like that's, that's it, 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 it's, for. it's just, it's hard. So who do you um, got then, Kitty boy? Who do you got? Well, to begin with, man, let's just get going with it. And, and, and I'll be, I'll be pretty short and like not going to like crazy details or anything. It's just like who I got. If if I was a goalie and I had to pick my defenseman, this is who I would pick. That's that's what keep I like to hear. That, I like that. I like that. That's and good, I'll that's I'll keep approach. it I'll keep it short and sweet, as right. best of my ability, and we'll go from there. Good luck. Anyways, <laughs> number five, Ray Bork. There you go, Borky. Nice. That's not bad. So obviously, like Borky. A lot of history in Colorado, and then obviously a doc- lot with Boston. We ended his career. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's um yes, he's a Boston guy and but we well, we helped the dude right out now. and like he's he's a well respected guy in Colorado Absolutely. and like you got to have him on the list. Probably so, probably little, one of the most gentlemanly things he ever did was give Esposito his uh, number when he retired it in Boston. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then he moved Hands off down. to the 77. Yep. Anyways, the, that's but, a side note. What else? But you got? anyways, like quick on Borky, like as probably most people know, like he started in 79 and played till 2001. Um, he got drafted first pick, eighth overall. In 1979, by Boston. How are you? Uh, he holds the record of the most career goals, assists, and points by a defenseman in the NHL. Um, it, obviously, he, like Shieldsy mentioned, he's he's very well known in the Boston franchise, and he oh, played yeah. there for 21 seasons, and actually became Boston's longest-serving captain throughout that time. Um, and, uh, to kind of like make it sweet and sound, I, obviously we all know, uh, the mission accomplished, uh, documentary. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. Uh, he did get a Stanley cup with the avalanche and, uh, he did get inducted at the Holly hockey hall of fame in 2004. True that. There you go. Keep the change. All right. What's number four? Number four. Um, who remembers Scott Stevens? Me. Oh, Get him out of he, he he put Paul Korea on his ass Don't for even like talk about for it. like twenty minutes. <laughs> I think everybody's seen that in the playoffs and oh, like, yeah. oh my god, Korea's dead. And then he came <laughs> back and just scored a slap shot. Korea <laughs> Korea blistered, brother. <laughs> Blasted him glove side. It's like holy fuck. Opposite side too. It, right. He did. Yep. Exactly. So. From from the comments, uh, <laughs> obviously we all know um, uh, Scotty Stevens. Uh, he was known to be a very aggressive dude. A little bit. 
Uh, but he also wasn't too bad of an offense man if he had to be at the same time. I got I got one for one word for Scott Stevens, a leader. That dude was an animal. He he did his thing, man. Uh, he, um, was, he was nuts. Uh, so but but all in all, you know, Scotty played 22 seasons in the NHL. Uh, he played for the Washington Capitals, St. Louis Blues, and New Jersey Devils. Uh, he served as a captain for the Devils from 1992 to 2004. Um, obviously, he's most he's most known. Um, you know, for his career is with the Devils. Oh, obviously. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he won three Stanley Cups. Yes, sir. With the Devils. Yep. yep. Um, Scotty Gomez with him on the side. Uh, you got to love Scotty Gomez. Gomez. Is a fucking beauty. <laughs> but also an interesting fact about Scotty, I don't know if a lot of people know, is he actually led uh, the Nash- uh, Washington Capitals to their fir- first playoffs. Um uh, since their inception? Yep. Oh, that's nice. Yep. So, Scotty was part of that team. Uh, but, yeah, man, so I mean, obviously. Was that, was that before the OV days? Yes. Yes. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes. yes. absolutely. <laughs> hey, trust, hey, trust me. I don't, I don't know the Caps history or whatever. I don't know. Steven's history, but, well, I'm, okay, I'm, a lot, no, I just want to make sure. A lot of millennials think that the only uh, Capitals days were the OV days. But, yes. no, they were around for a long time. Fair enough, fair enough. Talk Dale Hunter. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Dale Howard Chuck and Peter My buddy Bondra. Don Popre. Don Popre. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Keats. All right, Keats, what's number three? Oh, well, I wasn't done with Scotty, guys. <laughs> oh, well, keep going on Scotty uh, by all means, bud. But anyways, man, I just want to mention that Scotty is also in the Hockey Hall of Fame and he didn't get inducted in uh, 2007. True that. And uh, I want to let everyone know that Scotty retired with the most games played by an NHL defenseman, uh, to be exact, 1,635 games. That's if anyone didn't know that. Not a big deal. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Well, actually, you know, that's funny that you mentioned the games played. That's actually one of my uh, big criterium for, like, my top five. Yeah. Yeah, is uh, games played. Just because, you know, defense, playing defense in the NHL is so hard. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, to play for over even, like, 900 games that, uh, or even 800 so I'll make, games. So I'll make this very short. Would you pick Niedermeyer or Scott Stevens would be in your team currently? Hey. Oh, I think he's got that fool. Uh, they, that I think, fool already just, knows. Just, you know, hey, just, you know just, it's, just, it's so real fun, quick, real quick, boys, It's real quick. so it's so funny that you mentioned that because uh, Ross is Niedermeyer, uh, Keats is fucking Stevens. Yeah. I'm like I'm I'm like Sweden over here. I'm neutral, man. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Keats? You pick Stevens or Niedermeyer? Well, I picked Stevens already. So. It's, it's clear. <laughs> yeah. fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so who you got at uh, what? Number I just feel like Scotty's one of those dudes. Like if someone, tr- like if if a dude tripped on me, like Stevens would be like, "Let's go, out. dude." <laughs> right. Actually, I, I think Ross has an interesting story about uh, uh, kind of a same sort of scenario. Uh, we'll uh, we'll, well hey, let's get, let's get to that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's let's get to my number three, and the, like I said, quick and easy. Uh, number three, Bobby Orr. Oh geez! If if none of you have Bobby Orr in your list, is like it's kind of like not having Patrick Waugh on your list. You don't, uh, you don't know your hockey. Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. There's I mean, a lot of good and like story I, defensemen for different teams. So. I mean, I think I felt like taking uh, choosing Bobby Orr would be the easy way to go out. 
Well, the thing about Bobby Orr is, man, like, uh, obviously, like, he Bobby Orr has been known by his, like, skating skills and obviously... Uh, Goal scoring skills, yeah. Exactly. So he, he, was, he was one of the dudes that actually... Um, you know, kind of changed like the defenseman's position, if I were to say. Oh, agreed. Um, Absolutely. So it's like he was one of the guys like, hey, like, if you're a defenseman, like, you don't have to stay back. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You can if you, you can score some goals and you can be aggressive. Press, and that, and that's what Bobby Orr started. If exactly. you see that boyish tuft of feathered brown hair flying out the eyes, you better skate backwards oh, yeah. well, for your life. He basically created that offensive defenseman like role. Oh, like, totally. He changed the whole entire game on that. So, uh, kids, do you have any highlights on Orr or what? Um, I mean, not, I mean, most, I guess most hockey people, they probably know or pretty well, but, you know, obviously he played 12, 12 seasons in the NHL, 10 were with the Boston Bruins, and then he finished his last two with Chicago Blackhawks. Nice. Uh, he remains the only defenseman to have won the league scoring title with two Art Ross trophies. Um, he was also probably one of the youngest dudes that got inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. I believe he was only 31 years old at the time. Um, obviously the goal, right, against the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, which you are not even mentioning. Well, you guys helped me with that. I was <laughs> well, gonna yeah. get to that, but I'm not gonna Sorry. mention it anymore. Sorry, I was I was freaking out. I was like, I gotta say it. I gotta say it. I gotta. Say but it. yeah, no, Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, he got inducted in 1979, and like I said, and then as far as I know, like I said, he was 31 years old when he got inducted in Hockey Hall of Fame, and I believe that's still the record. For the youngest player to be inducted, yeah, and what I think I think what surprises most people is that Bobby didn't have a very long career. No, he didn't. No, at all. did not. Nope. All right, you got anything so else on Bobby? Two, no. uh, I mean, one little thing about him: uh, I, the, the National Hockey League also did uh, 100 greatest NHL players, and obviously Bobby Orr was one of them. I've got one too. I've got one too. Um, so we got that. Uh, Anyways, let's, let's jump to number two, um, and this is where we get into from where my roots come in. I'm oh gonna, gosh, I knew it! I knew I knew this was coming. And I'm gonna, I, I, I just gotta support my uh, native brothers. So number two is gonna be my boy Carlos Scrastinch. Oh, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Uh, obviously, he was he, he was a great great defenseman. Uh, he was drafted by the National Predators. Uh, I believe back in 1998, if I'm not mistaken, um, he was he wasn't much of a goal scorer or anything like that. But uh, yeah. he obviously, as as most of us know, he he got a nickname uh, by Ir- Iron Man, and uh, the reason why he got that was because um, on February 8, 2007, he played in his 487th consecutive game to pass Tim Horton. For the longest playing streak in NHL history by a defenseman. Two pass hordes? Yep. Wow, that's that's insane. And if I remember, he got he got. I, I think it was, he was still with the Abs. There was a whole ceremony before a game. I actually do remember that. Uh, where he got a plaque and he was out there with his wife and kids and they congratulated him. Um, and an interesting fact about him too is he previously only missed. Only one one other game due to an injury in his career against St. Louis on February 18, 2000 with a minor shoulder injury. 
So long story short, uh, he he got his nickname for a reason, the Iron Man. Oh yeah. The whole the whole NHL career, he uh, only missed two games. Um, so that's a pretty good bragging right Oh yeah, especially in the show. Yeah, yeah and oh, yeah. He, and he's I, like an I, 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 or something. I guess like I should have. I guess I should have brought that back too. But his his streak did end at 495 games when he missed the game in February 25th, 2007, against the Ducks. Ross, the Ducks. Uh, he he did get a knee Stupid injury. Ducks. He did get a knee injury that he was not able to. Um, uh, kind of get over and 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 move on from it. Uh, I was number one. You going for number one yet? Just chill out. Dude. <laughs> I'm me, anxious. I'm I'm really anxious to hear to hear your uh, your number one right now. Let me like. talk about my guy. <laughs> um, in his fourth season with the Avalanche in 2007-2008 season, he was traded to the Florida Panthers for. Ruslan Soleil, which I want to get to. Which is another one of the my boys. I love Ruslan. Yeah, but uh, obviously they got traded. He played for the Panthers. Um, anyways, this is where it gets into the sad shit. Um, Here we go. So basically on, uh, on May 17, 2011, after 11 seasons in the NHL, uh, Scratch decided to uh, uh, go to the KHL, which KHL kind of became a big thing around that time, and uh, money was honest bigger, better, uh, bigger and better at the time as well. Which he decided to sign a contract with the locomotive team. Um, unfortunately, Carlos uh, Scratch did not was not able to play a single game. Uh, for locomotive because their plane crashed um, September 7, 2011, uh, which killed Carlos and also uh, Ruslan Soleil. Did he get traded? Yeah. So, yeah. It's a rough one uh, for obviously not only the hockey community, but, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was a fucked up situation. Um, Keep it at that. I remember you and I watching the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The memorial. Oh, the Stars did an awesome one for him, man. Uh, If if anything, the Dallas Stars probably did the best memorial for him. Uh, They had his wife and kids. uh, Because that was the last NHL team he actually played for. Just crying like Uh, babies. Yeah, it was was pretty, pretty... uh, emotional uh but it was it was it was it was cool yeah it was absolutely. super cool so him and i we were just holding each other <laughs> yeah yeah no <laughs> and i and i it was cool because um my mom was a uh, back in the day my mom was able to hook me up uh you know like the season ticket holders um once a year to get like those they used to come like choppers dinners or something like that but oh, essentially yeah. where you like go you dress up all fancy and you can go meet like the Avalanche and Nuggets players and all that stuff. And uh, my mom hooked me up around the time when Carlos still played for the Avalanche and I was able to meet him. And I got, nice. I got a, I got a, I got a picture with him too. I was like he, super he's young. Got a, he's got a huge boner out of that one. I was, I was super excited. <laughs> hey man, absolutely. <laughs> I was super stoked. That was probably my first time when I ever wasn't like face contact with a bunch of like NHL players. So it was a cool memory of mine. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but anyways, uh, away from the good and bad or whatever, dun, dun, uh, dun, my number one, <laughs> uh, I'm wearing his jersey, guys. Santa oh, Zozo Lynch. Oh, Santa Zozo Lynch. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The dude can rip some defense. And, How the fuck are you? And, but he's just so. Well, one thing, one thing about Santa's is though, like we talked about Bobby or, or earlier, very similar style. Was yeah. not afraid to be very um, offensive in a way. A very aggressive. Very aggressive player, and uh, and obviously he did that. Um, he started out obviously with the San Jose Sharks. Um, he did play for the Colorado Avalanche, where he actually became a Stanley Cup uh, champion. And he, as of now, he's still the only Latvian NHL player that has his name on the Stanley Cup. Score the game-winning goal. Oh man! Third overtime, nineteen ninety-six Stanley Cup playoffs. Yep. If I'm uh, correct. 95, um, 96, baby. If you guys didn't know, Ozo was also a seven-time All-Star. Uh, so, if you guys... I was actually looking know. at buying his, that jersey the other day for $400. I am not that rich. Oh, really? It yeah. still goes for that much? Of course. It's Man, a, he's pounding so many beers these days and stuff. So, it's like <laughs> weird that... Um, but yeah, no, like seven, seven, seven-time All-Star. Um, again, like I said, he got the NHL, the uh, Stanley Cup with the Avs. Um, another that probably a lot of people don't know is Ozilinch is actually the highest-paid spo- uh, sportsman in Latvian history. Uh, before for all you NA, uh, NBA fans, there's this guy named Andres Biedrinch that played for the Golden State Warriors back in the day that ended up uh, killing that streak. He may ended up making a little more money. But uh, the dudes, the dude freaking didn't do anything, and he fucking sucks, and <laughs> no one cares right. about him. Uh, but anyways, yeah, there's that. Um yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Santa's played for Carroll. Uh, obviously, San Jose, Colorado Avalanche, Carolina Hurricanes, Florida Panthers, uh, the Ducks, Ross. Yes, he did. My man. I loved seeing him play back. In the and day. he went to the Rangers. Uh, the only thing I could say is about Ozo. Ozo uh, hit a pretty um, – in the Ducks. And it, uh, he might have started, honestly, in the Ducks era into the – uh, he, he he had a very very bad um, problem with the uh, with the beers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Very bad alcoholic problem, and and, and honestly, uh, I did, I don't know if a lot of people know this. That's honestly how his NHL career actually ended. Yeah. Um, no, he he is. was just boozing too much and uh, causing too many issues, unfortunately, and because of because of his drinking. Um, his performance also declined on the on the ice, um, but regardless, he was still a very respected dude uh, within you know the Latvian community, because uh, he after after he decided that you know NHL might not be the thing for him, um, he still played uh, in the KHL and and, and he was very active. Um, so yeah, uh, that's all I got, guys. Um, well, there you go. It's, uh, it's a pretty good half hour. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do mine. 
I'm gonna do mine real quick because you know I was a I was an offenseman, so I wasn't very like. Well, that's a, these happy are hard, man. That's that's just another thing, man. Like, it's hard to like do put a minute per dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna do mine really quick because it's just a really quick kind of thing. Well, let's hear it. All right, so my uh, my fifth favorite defenseman of all time is Victor Hedman, born in Ornschotvik, Sweden, a, a Moto product, and yeah. you know how I love my uh, Moto. Norris Trophy winner in 2017 and 2018, yeah. and he's just visceral. He's uh, he just knows how to play. He is the perfect leader defenseman for uh, for a team that's gonna uh, uh, probably eventually win the Stanley Cup. So my uh, my fourth favorite, of course, is Adam Foot. Adam Foot, probably the toughest defenseman in the nineties at uh, at pretty much any time. He wouldn't be hanging in my basement, signed as a jersey, if he wasn't one of my favorite defensemen. But or a big deal. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's just like the toughest. uh, Like anytime you're uh, you were his uh, assignment. You were gonna have a terrible night. Oh God, a terrible night. I remember, uh, just not to interrupt you, Beeksy. I remember when he got his head bashed into the glass during a Red Wings game, and he was—he didn't even care who did it. He was just looking for heads after that because oh, he yeah. had that tenacity on that, oh, like yeah. in, in his game and everything. Oh, I remember his last, his very last shift as a Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he the, he just went on a tear. Everybody was his. He was just a heat sick. I think missile. that I think it's like every single shift that he played. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, he he made sure that everybody was going to be hurting after that shift. And oh, I, yeah. I, I remember being there, and I, I I you know, God damn it, we keep talking about things that make me cry. Why? Uh-oh. Why? <laughs> cry in your eyes. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip on to my uh my number three, Rob Blake. him now he's he's always been a lanky dude so all that all that power is right in his buddy oh yeah right in his butt i was gonna say how tall is he he's like six something he's got to be like six six i think at least but that hip check was oh dude it was earth shattering dude (laughs) and i mean the fact that he made it to the show like coming out of bowling green at the time you know like uh obviously he's huge feet yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, coming out of a college, uh, especially Bowling Green, being kind of like a lower, like a, a less uh, relied upon um, at that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. During the uh, the eighties and uh, late eighties and early nineties, like it, just the fact his game spoke for himself, and he and it landed him an incredible career. And I mean, he played twelve hundred games in yeah. the NHL. I mean, that's huge. So I mean. Number three, it's got to go to Robbie Blake. Always. So number two, um, uh, if you guys stay up on the jerseys on the bench, you guys already know where I'm going here. Borea Salmi. I figured that was kind of, but I didn't want to poke at it. So Borea Salmi, <laughs> he, and uh, the the best thing about him is that he never, ever, ever thought about playing in the NHL. Oh no, never. Like no. he. He came up so far. Uh, he came up from so far, like northern Sweden, like where the Sami people live. I know my uh, my uh, Swedish friends will know exactly what I'm talking about. 
uh, he just he played hockey and that's all he wanted to do. And uh, eventually, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs scout at the time came and said, uh, "Do you want to play in the NHL?" And this is exactly what Bordia said. He said, "I I literally never thought about playing in the NHL." And and uh, the scout said, "Play? No, you're gonna dominate." In the NHL, he did, and he did. <laughs> One of and and like I said on the video, he brought uh, he completely changed everybody's thoughts on European players at the time. the The initial thought was that you know European players they're they're not tough, they're kind of soft. Yeah. And Borja was just this rough and tumble player that I just uh, I mean, it's he, he literally changed. Uh, players coming over from Europe, Europe, European, European. Oh, oh, Jesus. Anyways, uh, yeah, he literally changed thoughts on um, uh, more players coming over from Europe, showing that they can play in the NHL. And and here's a interesting little side note: he's actually the first European trained player to ever be inducted in the Hall of Fame. That is true. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw his glass when I was there. Oh, Boria. <laughs> Doing the best that you so spell, Anyways, uh, whatever that means. Uh, yeah, look it up. <laughs> Google Translate. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so to my number one, and uh, this is the one I'm really proud about because I kind of like sorted. Uh, I just kind of like stumbled upon him, and ever ever since I found out about him, I've just been completely infatuated with him. We're talking about Tomas Caberle. Nice. Yeah, Tomas Caberle from Toronto Maple Leafs. Nice. Uh, See, now I feel like a piece of shit because I have, like, all these random missed, dudes he missed, he missed and, it. like, there's Cody throwing out these, like... Hey, Cody, he missed the fucking turn. Give him underground a break. people. <laughs> hey, give him a break. He missed the turn, buddy. Yeah, it's all right. We'll, we'll let you hop on next time. But, uh, no, I loved Tomas Caberle ever since. Uh, actually, uh, this is kind of funny. I actually, uh, uh, for some reason... I had this like weird infatuation with the Toronto Maple Leafs back in uh well 2000s and 2001 and I and I mean obviously loved my Colorado Avalanche but uh I always played uh NHL 2000 and always always played Toronto Maple Leafs and Tomas was my man him Dmitry Yuskevich Alexander Mogilny uh, absolutely loved them all, and I, I would. Mogilny is a fucking beauty, by the way. Oh, I'm so excited! I actually have a Mogilny sweater coming here soon. Thank yep, you, Daniel Torres. Thank you, Daniel Torres. You're you're the man. Anyways, uh, Tomas, uh, you know, um, just like just like how Keith said, uh, uh, who who are you talking about? Who uh, didn't score a lot of goals, but you still really liked him? Carlos. Yeah, Carlos. That's right. That's right. He, he was he was the same kind of way. You know, he's an extremely responsible defenseman. Super quiet, played top minute, uh, top minutes every year, and I mean, obviously, he won a Stanley Cup with Boston. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know that they picked him up in uh, uh, on uh, trade day. Yeah, it and was uh, like waivers or something like. Yeah, that. yeah. and uh, you guys know I'm a bit of a Boston Bruins guy myself. Oh yeah. And so when I hear, because I for the longest time I always wish that the Abs would pick up Tomas. I always wanted it. I was just like, come on, come on, trade day. Here we go. Get Caberlet, get Caberlet, get Caberlet. But he didn't. But uh, eventually he got traded to the Boston Bruins. So I'm like, oh, that's all right. That's that's fine with me. And it happened to be the year that they won the Stanley Cup against uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, in 2011. 
uh, just uh, just a little shout out to Brendan there, uh, Brendan from the Hockey Minute. Oh, there you I go. gotta, I gotta, I gotta push it in a little bit. He always talks about how how he has uh, just a total lament for the Boston Bruins. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get shit on later for this, but uh, until now, but for now, Tomas Caberlet, number one favorite there, defenseman there of all you time. Go. There you nice. go, Beaks. Out of way. Out of way. Well, I guess I'll take a big old swing at it now. Hey, get up there, Barry, Go for Barry it. Bonds. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're waiting Sosa. patiently. Let's go with Sammy Sosa. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. He, for people that don't know, he has like handwritten He's notes. written a book. He has yeah. written a book, no, people. No, I have. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show you. You too. got a fucking but novel going on. <laughs> no, my number five is Ray Bork. Nice. Borky, of course. Like, okay. obviously, he started off as uh, Beaks mentioned the number seven before Esposito took that and he retired with it. Well, no, uh, Espo had it first. Well, I'm just saying, he, he took the, yeah. Well, the gentleman, like, yeah, if you guys have, like, by the way, back. yeah, by the way, if you guys haven't seen this, you But gotta, wait, 77 is retired for life. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, yeah. See, when he first started out, though, he was wearing number seven, and that was uh, Phil Esposito's jersey. Yep. And then when they finally decided to uh, retire Espo's jersey, uh, it was the coolest thing. Um, Ray Bork actually skated out while they were doing this whole thing, and he had the number seven on. jersey on. Yeah. And he took it off and gave it to Espo, yep. where it revealed the 77 that he played with for the rest of his career. Yep. And it was, it, uh, if you guys don't know about it, look it up on YouTube. It's uh, great. No, es- it's Esposito retirement. It's uh, like I said, probably one of the most gentlemanly I'm pretty sure things. I've seen it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> well, it's one of those awesome. I've seen like, like every single hockey video on YouTube. So because <laughs> there's nothing else to watch these days. Exactly. No, for real. There you go. <laughs> but um, I mean, when for his storied career at like I think it was about 22 seasons, 23 seasons. Yeah, and he won one cup, unfortunately, because he had a brilliant career. Like, seriously, guys. So close, so many times. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he had a Norris Trophy in 87, 88, 90, 91, and 94. That's that's a pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> that is huge. How the fuck are you? <laughs> right? And then he goes on to win the Calder. And I'm probably going to get, like, corrected by Cody or Todd you know. No, you always love saying Codler every single Codler. time. I'm like, it's the Calder, but bro. <laughs> he won the Calder first year that he was in the NHL. I mean, and that's amazing for a defenseman to do that because, yeah, you don't often hear about it. It's off, It's like a unicorn, often talked about but never seen. Well, if you're my dad, it's a unicorn. Well, that's true. That's true. Whoa. <laughs> But he was also Is named... this worthy of the horn? Or what? No, that couldn't. Do it, do it. Just do it. There we go. It's there going go. down anyways. Talking shit. <laughs> but also, the one thing that I found out about Ray Boric, consecutively, he showed up in 19 All-Star games. 19. 19. Keep the fucking change, all right? <laughs> How are <y> <laughs> And that was back before, like, a bunch of uh, well, nowadays, where it's like you can only choose yeah. a select few of people. It was actually, they went to almost like a board of governors, basically. <laughs> hey, here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's that, hold on, here, hold on, Kate. Sorry about that. Back in the day, that's when, like, hockey players actually knew, like, how to work hard. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So well, they knew, they're like, they're like if, we don't, if we don't make an impact, Fuck if we don't Probert. make an impact on the franchise and for, you know, themselves... And for the team, 
it's like you're useless. And yeah. so yeah. when it, when you do shit like that, then that's I mean, I think the new generation of hockey needs to look at old guys and previous uh, teams and previous franchises. And that's you know that's that's a huge deal. I couldn't oh, yeah. have said it better myself. Oh yeah. We're no, another another question, and this is probably a fucking dumb question, honestly. Uh, did Boston ever retire his jersey? Oh yeah. Did they? Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna oh, ask because yeah. I I didn't honestly, oh, God, I did not know. Because like that would be weird of Borky's jerseys hanging <laughs> in the avalanche fucking Pepsi Center rafters. But not in Boston, yeah. You know, and yeah. he was here only here for what? Two two seasons, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah, it was it was uh, two thousand. Because they tried yeah. and they didn't make it the first one. Well yeah, then, they got him uh, they got him on trade day. Uh, yeah, yeah like two thousand guy. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Well yeah, they they even like have shit. a they even have a little clip of it on the uh, mission accomplished uh championship uh, yeah, video the right N16 at the sixteen that they did. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the they had him just like talking about how Boston was his home and stuff when they, uh, when they you know, retired his jersey. Anyways, but yeah, and he also won the King Clancy in nineteen ninety two. I mean, that says something about the man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he and, was just a gentleman and a scholar in the actual game and, itself. And for the not for the uh, for the novice, not judging, uh, Ross, what's the King Clancy? The King Clancy is the basically the most like gentlemanly like player without with with you know without any blemishes throughout the season and everything. He's like you know an upstanding guy. He's you know. And yeah, that's yeah, that's totally clear by yeah. ju- just the way he always played too. So I'm not surprised about that. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, well, I will go to actually my what is it? My fourth one. Ugh. But Number I'm gonna two. I'm gonna go with Paul Coffey. Paul, Co- I was thinking about that. I was actually thinking no. about that. Yeah, Paul Coffey was there. Is this Hornworthy guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Is it? No, no, no. no, 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 no. He was a Red Wing. He was a Red Wing. In Colorado, we don't like Detroit. Yeah, so. so. No, no. But he. Uh, that doesn't take away from what Paul Coffey did as a oh, defense. No, he, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. He won four cups. with He won three with the Oilers, and then he won one with the, what was it? Oh, God, uh, the the Penguins in 91. My bad. Ah, Pittsburgh. I just drew, drew a blank. But. Good comeback, good comeback, buddy. And uh, the thing the thing about Paul Coffey is I, I really I really never, like, uh, think about him as a Red Wing. I always thought about him as a, an L.A. King. Oh, yeah. And a uh, an Edmonton Oiler, for sure. Well, and you'd never think of him as a Hartford Whaler, either. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he well, like I coffee? Mean, like any millennials now, they don't even know what Hartford is. They, uh, Unless, uh, what is like, it? Was I even born then? <laughs> no, they I was born in 95. But he... Yeah. I'm sorry, millennials. But he played sorry, a not total sorry. of, You're like, a fucking millennial. Right? <laughs> He played a total of 25 seasons in the show. Wow. In the show. That's nuts. Yeah. And he has the four cups. He's got three Norris trophies in Not 85, 86, and 95. Not a surprise. Yeah. One bit. And, I mean, that that guy kind of showed up. I mean, he set records with in his playoffs. Zero con Smythe, huh? Zero con Smythe. That's surprising. I know. That I is know. really surprising, actually. I know. Like, seriously, it is. And then, um, I mean, like, he just, he's one of the, what is it, most PM, P, uh, PIMs by a, what is it, a uh, thousand point defenseman? 
Most penalty minutes for yeah. a thousand point defenseman. Yeah, my bad. I messed that up. Oh, man, he's got an edge. That's yeah. The, uh, well, I mean, you ever I don't know back what and... you heard about me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got some other PIMC. <laughs> yeah. PIMC. No, he's the most goals by a defenseman in a season. He holds all sorts of records and everything like that. Oh, of course. It's just nuts. Just, just. I could go down the list, but we could have like a three-hour podcast. You've been already going down the list. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have been. We we're all we're, have. Like, no, we're no, stretching this one out, but uh, doing your for, shit, man. for the fans, I make mine very short, very simple. Yeah, well, uh, call this episode Gumby, baby. You got the, you. You got a list for us too. It's in my head, buddy. It's in my head. Oh, all right, sweet. all right. That's we awesome. Well, we sprung we sprung this on him before, like he for, got for everyone. Got I guess here. for everyone's listening. Uh, Aaron was in the neighborhood, and that's why he's with us today. So we weren't prepared for him to have a list together or anything like that. So. I'm always prepared. Uh, that's what he likes to say. That's what he likes to say. All right, uh, Rusty, keep going, buddy. But my third guess is D. Poven. Dennis. Not a bad one. No. Not a bad one. He led the Islanders. Along with Gillies and Clark. You mean Potvin? Uh, Potvin, my bad. Dennis Potvin? Yeah. My bad. Dee Povin? Denis Potvin. Denis Potvin, thank you. My Canadian, bad. get it right. I am so bad with <laughs> Boy, names. you were born in fucking Colorado. Get off of it. I love Canada, eh? <laughs> oh, everybody loves Canada, but we're not from it, so bad. <laughs> but Denis Oh, Canada. <laughs> Our home and my native home land. My home and native land. All right, let's get back to it. Yeah, for real. uh, Denny Pavin. Denny Pavin, yeah. Uh, He played 14 seasons, and he got four cups with the Islanders. Obviously. And, well, yeah, and he is, I'm just going to put this out there, one of two players in the Islanders franchise to play a thousand games with the actual Islanders. Huge. Huge feat. Who's the other one? Who's the other one? Um, uh, well, I know we talked about Al Arbor coaching over fifteen hundred games. Yeah, uh, I would if I mean common sense says Mike Bossy. Oh, you're you're in that wheelhouse, Trottier. Brian Trottier. Oh, <laughs> I could see that though. Oh, I could yeah. see that. Oh yeah. yeah, but I mean, he just like had just an amazing career, even with Canada Cups and everything like that. He won. On most levels and everything like huge that. Part, huge part. Huge part in Canada's like hockey community and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um and he also won the what is it, Norris trophies in seventy six, seventy eight and also in seventy nine. There you go. Like, Beautiful. And I mean that's that's what it's all about. Like right there. I mean if four you, cups, three uh three Norris. That's beautiful. I feel like we can all tummy stick these guys right now. Like, <laughs> oh I mean, I'll tell you what. If I was in a room with them. <laughs> I want fun. I want fun. <laughs> can't show. Can't show. We'll keep it PG. <laughs> oh, that, that, that went out the window a long time ago, buddy. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. But I will go into my second, and it'll be Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job. I'm Bobby. Kidding. But he played 10 seasons as, like, Cody and I were talking about. He did not have a long, a ch- relatively like, short career. Oh yeah, that was twelve seasons. Am I wrong? I think it was ten seasons. I'm pretty okay. sure. All right, look it up. You've got a fucking computer. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you. 
Keep talking. But he also won two cups in 70 and 72. Of course. He won the Conn Smythe in 70 and 72. Wouldn't blame him. And he also won the Art Ross. Wham, bam, uh, thank you, man. I mean, like, and that, and, and he's that, got and the flying goal. He made, like, all these guys that I've mentioned before him. He, <clears throat> oh, were you right in 12? 12 seasons, boys. Oh, wow. I mean, this is a quote. This is a quick uh, Wikipedia sort search. Wikipedia, you like Vic- uh, Vicky, Vicky. I feel like we're reading fake news right Fuck now. Fuck off. We didn't have those back <laughs> back in my country. Uh, no, you just had the guy down on the street. Wiki says 12 seasons. Everybody. I don't know if it's correct or not. Okay. Well, Take it for what it is. I might have I counted wrong. I actually, yeah. But he just basically just created that... Uh, offensive defenseman kind of position and that's what i've usually played as you boys know and this is kind of one of my favorite episodes because i get to talk about the players that i grew up like watching replays and stuff of and just you know it's great and um just what he did for the actual nhl and everything like that and even with the boston bruins i mean mean, boston's his main team man oh yeah oh yeah because what was it, only two seasons for Chicago, right? Yes, Yeah, I would correct. say so. Uh, I mean, well, the thing is about Bobby is uh, how many people, how many defensemen in that era are winning the Art Ross Trophy? Oh, yeah. Trophy. No, that's what I'm... <laughs> Trophy. Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, seriously, the Art Ross, like, just to win that is just amazing huge. as a defenseman. That's huge. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Like I said before, too, is like I, I I strongly believe that Bobby was the guy that changed defenseman's oh um, role. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think um, I, I completely till this Keats. day. Oh, I completely. Yeah. Maybe it's it's a good as far as saying expanding the oh, yeah. role too. Yeah. You know, because I think the younger dudes back in the day, you know, it was like oh, I'm a defenseman. Um, we're gonna stay back. at home. Yeah, yeah. we because that, that, that's my. You're job. not gonna catch us. And Bobby even, was one of those guys. Like fuck that shit. I can do both. You're, yeah, you're not gonna catch us past the red line or even the offensive blue oh, line. No. And uh, here's the thing. I actually just wanted to say real quick. I've I've gotten the chance to uh, talk to Peter McNabb a lot. And if uh, if you know about Peter McNabb, he's the play-by-play commentary for the Avalanche. Played uh, played with. Uh, Bobby and Mike Milbury back in uh, the Boston Bru- those Boston Bruin days, and he um he told me the story about him is that uh, they were actually going to a hospital uh, to visit sick kids, and th- uh, back in that day it wasn't very you know popular to go and do that, but uh, oh, no. but uh, uh, B- uh Bobby was going and he brought Peter around and uh, they you know they went and visited a bunch of kids in the hospital and made their days and stuff like that and um. Uh, w- in the car going away, uh, Peter asked, like, why you, why do you do these things? Like, you don't even know these people. It's just like, it's, it's more to be recognized for something that everybody does. Yeah. But when you make a single person's day brighter, that's worth so much more. Oh yeah, it's going. That to is speaks, like, it speaks volumes, boys. That's for sure. And I and I'm taking it so far out of context, but that's basically the gist of it. And and uh, uh Peter was uh, the entire time you could see Pete like you you could tell that that just raised volumes. Oh yeah. And and now I mean Peter is huge 
in the hockey community. He does a lot with Dog Nation Hockey Foundation. Yeah. He he does he does pretty much anything he possibly can for somebody else. Yeah. You know, and I think that was that was definitely the turning point because Pete was he was a younger kind of guy yeah. back then. So I think that really uh, I think that's just huge. For uh, I mean, you know, Bobby. I mean, you know, you, you he could just walk around in Boston, probably Canada too, and get uh, everything just handed to him. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. and when he when he's more focused on making somebody else's uh, day, making somebody else smile that really needs it, I mean, that's huge. That's yeah. absolutely huge. It, absolutely. It's those are the unsung heroes that I love to talk about too outside of the game. Oh, totally. But. Um, yeah, let's get back into it, and I'm going to go with my number one. Number one. Scott Niedermeyer. Oh. Big surprise. What I mentioned earlier. Horn. <laughs> but he got... Wow. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but um, Scott Niedermeyer, he just amazed me as a player. Like, seriously, just how like soft-spoken, but how he made his like play actually like amplify everybody else and like his attitude and everything in the locker room just like amplified everyone absolutely and, and he didn't need to say much doing it either oh no oh no oh i mean he took that shot in the head oh i think it was during the playoffs during the senators yeah br- uh brad mar not brad marchand uh, no todd, todd marchand yeah. marchand actually yeah. told us about the yeah. wall in his uh jersey and, retirement but uh, yeah, he told it in his jersey retirement. He was just like, no, he was. The well, tell 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 him uh, like what actually transpired. What happened is they hit like one of their you know young up and coming players and everything, and and all of a sudden they came after Scott and everything as well. And it was just like one of those things where they're like, we're gonna go after him. We're gonna go after him. Oh and yeah, everybody in the locker rooms like we want we want. Retribution. We're yeah, not yeah. gonna let you that you do that to Scotty. You oh know? yeah, you can't do that. And then he stood up and he goes, "No, let's just win this game and show them what we're made of." Three games later, they won the cup. That's just <laughs> huge. I mean, the the man the man is uh, a winner on all all fronts too. Oh yeah, and I th- no. and I, I'm sure you know about this. Oh, I do. <laughs> I've got yeah, I've got all that. Like I've got books and all that people, but a mile wide. <laughs> But he played 18 seasons. He won uh, Norris Trophy in 04, a Conn Smythe in 07. He won four Stanley Cups. He was also one of the first hockey players to win a Cup Olympic gold, World Cup gold, uh, or World Cup champion gold, basically. Um, and then world junior champion memorial cup and then a world cup again he's one of the first seems seems uh seems like a walk in the park oh my god (laughs) Uh, yeah well and that's the thing that i wanted to talk about with everybody they're just like if we knew that we had scotty in our back like in the back end we were fine you're good to go yeah yeah but um also he's like the only nhl player to win four cups and two olympic golds Eat uh, that wow. Crosby. Eat, Eat that. that Crosby. My yeah. top five is going to shatter all three of your top fives. <laughs> oh, I'm guarantee you that. 
But um, uh, yeah, keep your dick. Can't up. wait to hear it. But as, <laughs> uh, Todd, as Todd Marchand went on to say that he won so many championships with other players that he made 226 people. Like, he's got champions. friends for life, and he's got, like, 226 players that he's made champions. And that's just amazing, like, to be able to say that within the actual NHL and just the way that he skated and everything. He let his play just talk for what he did, basically. Talk about it or be about it, he was about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and then the, I'll just put the cherry on top. He's one of the, what was it, most recent players to win the Stanley Cup with his brother. True. Yep. And it, that's just also an amazing fact. After he stole it from Robbie the, the year before, right? Yeah, in 2003. But, I mean, I would honestly, I would rather have – Scott Niedermeyer on my team, like all day, any day. If well, you have a guy that's winning, well, like we all that, know who we all know who won oh, that, yeah. that first cup. So oh, I wow. still think my dudes would protect me better. Just saying. Oh, just saying. absolutely not. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm, Whatever, I'm surprised dude. we haven't had like a bloodbath out here. Anyways, I mean Scott Stevens. I mean, yeah, that's like that's like Ross's mortal enemy right there. I, I respect him as a player, but just because of the hits that he put on certain players were questionable. Paul Korea. Hey, man. Yeah. Paul Korea. Lindros. And oh, boys. fuck Eric Lindros. Come my, get me. Well, well, well boys, I'll, I'll give you my top five. You guys ready? Let's do it. Get it. I'll, I have no stats for the fans out there. Because um, yeah, he's just so, so unprepared all the time. I block him unprepared. Yeah, well. <laughs> but I'm prepared in the head with my top five. There you go. Uh, oh, at least number, he... number five, Sergey Zubov. Ooh. Dude, Zubov was a fucking animal. Number four, we're going to go with. Um, oh, did you forget? Did you forget? Did no, you forget? I forget. Did you forget? Uh, Kevin Boyle. Kevin Boyle was an animal. Kevin Boyle? Holy crap. Number, number three, Nicholas Lindstrom. Okay, All right. I, I was like almost oh, on the fence yeah. to put Lindstrom him in there. Lindstrom was on the list. Dude, he, I'm he, sorry. He, dude, yeah. it wasn't about, so with Lindstrom, I'm going to be very brief. He wasn't about the hard hits. No. He wasn't about the just a bone crushing. He was a very, very smart defenseman. He was uh, like, he was, a, smart. he was a headman before yeah. Victor Hedman was. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was, Lindstrom was literally, if you told him to think about being a defenseman, he'd be like, oh, I already know. It just I don't natural. have to think about that. Yeah, it just came natural, right? I mean, trust me, I'm not a Detroit fan, but I will brag about Lindstrom because he knew yeah. exactly where to be at every single shift. Every I can agree play. with you. Yeah, I can every agree. Every single time. Lindstrom was so smart. Yeah, I um, agree. Number two, I have to go with my boy, Robbie Blake. Robbie Blake. Blake, we love Blakers. Um, Hips then, in the house. And number one, Zidino Chara. Chara, ooh, that's a uh, that's a Yeah, two-way. I can't oh, believe that was in that. your list, Peaks. Oh, uh, you know. He's a big boy, and like I said, back to Lindstrom. He wasn't about the big hits, but one, his presence; two, his uh, his defense for his teammates; yeah. and three, his his uh, not just being just like a dominant presence and just being like big guy in yeah. the locker room. He was an absolute, and still is an absolute leader. Yeah. I mean, oh, true. Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah. if you know yourself, if you know your realm, and you're in the locker room, obviously we will never experience that. But if you're surrounded by 24 of the guys, or 23 or whatever, Char just knows that he's respected. He respects his teammates. 
and they know that they can lean on him at any point. Oh, absolutely. Well, I still figuratively see. and literally. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Marshan's like, oh, I got to turn behind my back. I still. Yeah, yeah. I. I that's the only reason why he's doing exa- all that exactly, shit, kissing yeah. and licking people. Yeah. I don't. I don't get what you guys think, but I still want to see one of these younger dudes that will beat the fuck out of him. You're not gonna see the I movie. Didn't hate to watch. You are not gonna see it. He is the last guy in the league. The last guy in the league that could have beat fucking uh, Chara's ass was John Scott. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm saying that right now. Yeah. You know what? This this gets back to like the UFC shit. It's like he's reach. Yeah. That's why he oh, fucking it's huge. wins. Because he's like this. Tall dude, lanky fucking arms. Didn't Ryan Reyes gonna run for his man? Give him a Conor McGregor. He's gonna knock him the fuck out. I guarantee you, Reeves he's uh, ran him a few times. Yeah, uh, he has. But and I mean, Reeves could give him a go. Right. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure like at least once Reeves has dropped him a chart, hasn't he? Not. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, Reeves wouldn't be the player he was if he didn't. Right. Right, Exactly. Well, and then to go back to his Lindstrom thing, back to Scott Niedermeyer. Going back to what you mentioned. Always. But no, the only fight that I've ever seen Scotty get into was versus our buddy. You know. Valery Kaminsky. Yeah, Valery Kaminsky. Kaminsky is an animal. Oh, he's an animal, oh. but him, him, got, him and Mike Keen. Mike Keen was they oh, were nuts. dude. They, they were, were nuts. they were like on a whole nother level. Oh, oh totally. But Niedermeyer got so peeved at him for something. Oh, yeah. And started, like, going just blow for blow. And that's the first fight that I ever seen Niedermeyer get into. And all of a sudden, Valerie Kaminsky's jersey, his sleeve, ends up on his head. Scott Niedermeyer's head. I remember and that. And he's just, like, just swinging. And it's the devils and the rangers going at it. Yeah. And then Scott Niedermeyer just tries to skate off the ice, and he tries to drop kick the actual. Well, no, light. he's got he's got Val's he, yeah, jersey. he's and got he dro- Val's and he, jersey, and he literally drops it and kicks it. Yeah, yeah, just sure. drops I mean, it and kicks it. All, goes all, all sleep. older. Yeah. <laughs> well, boys, that's that's my top. Obviously, sorry, fans, I don't have stats. No, but, that was uh, beautiful. Top five. That was it's, great, man. It's uh, it's not the norm, but uh, I think you know, I think Char is. Still, you know. I think Charlie has at least about three or four more years. Well, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I um, wish we would have made it as quick as you did it. The only reason why the Bruins even stayed in last year's uh, uh, finals was because Char came back from that broken jaw. 100%. Yeah, yeah that's 100%. the only reason. Just like Pavelski and the Sharks. That's the only reason yep. why it went to Game 7. Yep. Speaking that's of it. your boy Chara, there, there's been talks. Is he going to retire? From what, from what I saw from that article is that he, he is not ready to retire. Nope. But he's also willing to go somewhere else if he had to. Just like Joe yeah. I don't. I don't know why he'd want to. Um, that I guess that's really up to Don Sweeney. I mean, because I know Chara would probably stay there if he could. But I mean, I I, I see it in Chara that he'll play until he wants to. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like a Yermin Yager. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> I don't know if you heard our last episode. We talked with Jan and uh, we spoke a little bit about Yager and stuff. Uh, I heard that, yeah. Dude's still doing his thing, He's man. He's an animal, dude. Yeah. Well, and my buddy, uh, Todd. He's uh, the ageless man. Exactly. Todd up in, uh, up in uh, Todd, Todd Sawatsky? Sawatsky, yeah. No, I almost butchered it again. I he think would have been pissed. He'll have a fu- he'll Sawatsky, have fun with that. But he fucking butchered it, man. Oh, and Todd, I did. Todd messaged him. He's like, dude, you just completely. No, I messaged him. I was like, how do I pronounce it? And he goes, you dumbass. (laughs) Maybe you should have thought about that before you said it live. Shout out to Todd. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Todd, what's up, buddy? No, it's just like he. 
never mind. I went on tangent. Well, here we go. Um, that was that was incredible, boys. I really enjoyed Fuck, it. Fuck, man. Uh, yeah, I think we had an incredible conversation. I think we uh, went off we off, off, off the charts. You off know? the beaten path. But yeah, I mean, we, we found some gold along the way. You know, maybe a couple uh, shamrocks, four leaf clovers. Hopefully you fans enjoy the uh, longer podcast. Yeah, I was going to sure. say, yeah. this is probably going to be the longest podcast we've had so far. Because hey, like we're it. just getting these conversations. and. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Um Unfortunately, though, um, we did uh, have uh, another passing just uh, just recently. Yeah. I'm going to let Ross take this. Um, yeah, I'd like to dedicate this episode to my uh, grandpa, Norm. Um, he meant a lot to me and, I mean, just a few of my friends. I mean, he said to continue doing this and we're going to do it. So, I mean, this one's for Storm and Norman. Let's get her done, boys. Uh, Storm and Norman. The show goes on. The show goes on. Rest in peace. Rest uh, in peace. Just want to say thank you to all our listeners from every reaches of the world. uh, U.S., U.K., Germany, Sweden, Latvia, Ireland. Maybe someplace that's not even on the map. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And I want to say Thanks to Aaron Shields, a little tendy love over here. Yeah, thanks, thanks for thanks, boys. I thanks really for appreciate stopping it. in, man. It's an honor, huge honor. Thank you. Sweet. Always fun. And uh, also, uh, real quick, uh, big thanks to VTG VTG jerseys. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Got a got a brand new jersey that I wasn't expecting to get. So thanks so much. Super yeah. excited to throw S- that in same the collection. With me, a nice old school Flyers jersey. Uh, oh, I got a Toronto Maple Leafs uh, Michael Pecka jersey. So, and that that thing signed. So, so if you a- got a VTG, I'm looking for an Abisher jersey. I'll pay for it. Oh, VTG Abisher jersey. Just make, VTG. Just made I've a, got one signed. Oh yeah, like you're gonna Do give you it to it? him. I'm can kidding. I? <laughs> just uh, <laughs> when you when you go to buy it, just put in a uh, code VTG Beaks and you get 15 bucks off your purchase. Oh, I'm yeah. coming for you. I'm coming for you. Yeah, you hear that, Bradley? Let us know, VDG. If you got that Abisher jersey, hit us up, and we'll link you up with our boy Shields, and we'll make a sale. Hey. Well, hey. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we love you all. Uh, we love doing this. And uh, all I gotta say is, keep your head up, kid. Yeah. Uh, have a good one. See ya. Thanks, boys. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time. Till next week. Hey, dude. Bye.